Welcome. I'm Therese Padegian, host and founder of Soulful Practices in Business. In this podcast, we have conversations that are created in the moment about managing business and practice life for soulful, intuitive practitioners. Okay. Awesome. Welcome to today. Well, this is actually our first um, gathering for our series of um, little little snapshots of things that uh, we are actually wanting to share and discuss and talk about. And Katina's being hilarious here on the side. And today, when when we were just sitting with what we're going to um, what we're going to be sharing or discussing, we're just having a chat about because we just love chatting. And um, and I love chatting with these two women. And um, uh, Anna said, "Let's talk about expectations." And I'm like, "That's actually a really good idea." And as, as she's saying that, I, I come across this little quote and it's like, um, it said, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. And then, I, and then I changed it to, in my head, expectation kills more dreams than failure ever will. And how this, um, how this little session this morning started is I hopped on um, and then my internet decided to cut out. And I went, oh my goodness, let me just start right there. The idea of I have expectations that this internet should work and it doesn't. And I think everything should be fast. Every, you know, I just think a computer should do everything. But in reality, it's like a computer slows me down in so many ways. But um, that's how I actually just wanted to start it. And I wanted to hand it off who, if you, Anna or Katina, whoever wants to, to come in. But that's my little spill um, as I'm getting warmed up and the topic of expectations. I got a fortune cookie and I took it and I stuck it on the window so that I could keep seeing it. Actually, it's, yeah. it's stuck in the little Virgin Mary icon and it says, uh, failure is a, um, oh, failure is a tremendous opportunity to get it right next time. Mm. And yeah. it's that take the baby step, take the baby step, take the baby step, take the baby step. And before reality, it's the turtle winning the race. Oh. And so failure and expectations and judgment, they all kind of have the same tonality mm. and the same density, don't they? It's just like heavy, uh, get on my chest, get on my throat, get on my back. It's just like, um, so those words have power. Mm. So the, it was interesting that this subject is coming up because the world around us has a whole lot of them. And what I realize, if, as long as I stay in my matrix and I kind with expectations and I'm kind with uh, failure, when, because my body cells, if I challenge them and I go, no, 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 you can't do it. You're sick, you poor thing. It believes me and it becomes weak. Or I go, come on, do it. Take a breath, keep going. Oh my goodness, it's so wonderful. Gratitude, good energy. I'm so blessed to be alive. Look at that blue sky, there's poofy clouds. We get out of our own self and into this zone of white light. Because especially us as chiropractors, we're so attuned to the, the heavinesses and then the white light that is inside of us. So that, I was really glad you brought this heavy subject up. <laughs> and 
and how we are more powerful than the heavy. And the, the really cool thing that Katina was saying and, and you bringing this up is um, uh, when I was looking up uh, expectations, what, the reason why I brought it up is because I, I was looking it up uh, for another chat mm. that I had with, with some of the women. And um, the really interesting thing that I, that I found is that an expectation is actually uh, a forecast. It's an, ex it's an anticipation, right? Oh, wow. It's uh, you're not being present when you're expecting something you have, uh, you're forecasting, you're anticipating something that will happen in, in the future, right? You're not. So to me, the really, really cool thing, the really interesting thing, and the reason why um, I can associate uh, expectation with something difficult or, or challenging uh, is, and, and I, will, I, I will tweak that concept uh, in, in, in two words later, but it's basically because to me, life is adaptation, right? Growth is adaptation, right? So when you're adapting to your situation, your inputs, whatever is happening to you, your interactions, you're adapting and you're growing, you're evolving through adaptation, right? So when you're anticipating, you're not adapting. You're not interacting, which you need to do to be able to adapt. So you're anticipating. You're expecting something is going to be, you're, you're waiting for something to be in a specific way. So you're just literally sitting, you're not doing anything, you're being passive, you're not being active, right? Um, so that's, that's to me, that's the really wow. cool thing to find out, to relate to chiropractic well, is that we can adapt. We can't, when you're forecasting something, love, you're not leaving it. Wow, it's, it's okay. This is so interesting, the idea of being passive, because a lot of the things that, well, a lot of the things we do, learning is a passive thing. Like we sit there and we need to get information, right? That is so passive. And we are trained to be passive. And sometimes, well, majority of the time, well, hold on, just how the system is, let's just say. Um, yeah. Go, 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 go. Education. Education. education is passive yeah education learning is is yeah sorry education is passive learning is active is that what you said yeah yeah and so yesterday it was so interesting it's um so i've done these um so there are these uh groups that i do when it comes to mentoring and last yesterday i just started the childbirth education course and one of the things that came up for me was it's like it's a group and we all need to interact right and i'm like oh, their expectations of just wanting information and that's it. I'm like, eh, no, 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 no. That is, uh, that's not how we roll. And I had to sit with it because it was like, okay. But it was interesting when you said, I'm like, yeah, yesterday, I'm like, no, this is not a passive experience. Nothing is a passive experience. We actually need to be actively present um, because that's the journey that we're actually going through. And even, you know, in, in, in what we're doing day to day in our practices, it's, wow I love that it's actually about being present and the other thing that came up was like if life give you if your life gives you lemons make lemonade you know it's like yeah I'll be like I'll make lemonade with color I don't know <laughs> but um wow well this is getting me excited <laughs> so um, the other thing that I that I was looking up and that I thought was really cool as well is that um, expectation is born either 
through beliefs, through intuition, or through analysis. That's Ooh. the three basics that will give you an expectation. So if you have certain beliefs, uh, that those beliefs will create another belief that something will happen and that's going to be an expectation that that thing will happen, right? So um, when I was talking to people today, they, they were all saying, oh, I, I, this year that just started, we don't have any expectations because of the situation and we don't have any expectations. And we, we talked for a while and after an hour, I said, okay, do you, does anybody here realize what expectation we all share? that you've been talking about for an hour saying, I don't have any expectations. And it is that COVID is here to stay. COVID is here for a long run. COVID is gonna change our lives. COVID is, COVID is, COVID is. We all have this expectation that COVID, this pandemic, this, this is. Mm. So we have an expectation. This expectation is born of the beliefs that have been brought up in our minds and in our systems by the experiences that we've had since it started a year ago, right? So all of those experiences, all of those informations that we've been given have created a belief system related to COVID that creates an expectation. So that's, uh, that's the tough one. That's the one that makes expectations difficult from my understanding. Uh, the really cool thing though, is that expectation can also be born from intuition. Yeah, tell me about this and, one. And uh, Therese, you're a, you're a master in that one. You have this thing where you know, and Katina as well. Katina, you guys are both really, really good on this one. Mm. And the third one, which is really cool, is that expectation can be born from analysis. And that's really cool because if, if you analyze a situation, you can forecast what might happen, right? Um, so that's the really thing that when, when we are talking about how expectation skills dreams right and i like that you said that um is it's the expectations that are born from beliefs and that are unaware those are the ones that will kill dreams expectations that are based on intuition or that are based on uh analysis they are more realistic they can be broken down in steps they can be actionable and therefore those expectations will only fuel your goals your beliefs your dreams they will not kill them wow i love that's my that. that was tremendous that is beautiful i want to add i just i just want to i love that and i want to add that um it's interesting you know uh, when you said um so i actually think data analysis and intuition are actually the same thing just done in a different way and i think we can analyze data, like how maybe Katina and I and yourself analyze data may feel maybe like how on earth are they analyzing the data? Um, whereas you'll have someone who will just sit down and, and logically go through each of the points, whereas I'm actually quite chaotic with how I will analyze things. But it's very, will be like, oh, boom, done, right? So actually, for me, I'm like, oh, wow, they're just the same thing, just, just done a little bit differently. So I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I love the word dreams mm. in that dreams versus expectations. Dreams are, are the vision, are the hope, are the creation. And then we literally work it backwards schematically, logically. We create mm -hmm. timelines and financial plans and all these things that line up for this dream. 
And the truth of, because we're willing to ask for that dream and work for it versus expect it. If you expect it, forget it. You're not going to get it. But if it's a dream and you work for it and we ask for it and we seek it and we seek it, it finds us and it always finds us better than we could have expected. Mm. I can say that from experience. Yes. You know, you go after that hope and you work it and you have fun with it and you play with it. And then all of a sudden you're in it and you go, oh my goodness. Oh, every day I wake up, even the trim in this house is more beautiful than I could have dreamed up. And the way the sun comes in that room and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Every little thing becomes this bum, bum of our deep belief that we can have dreams and we can link them together like on that golden cord. It, it's, it is a cord, it's a transition. They have to be connected. The desires of our heart and the work to have those dreams. Expectations comes along and cuts at the ropes. And it's cruel, it's actually cruel. Um, and we all have expectations. You gotta pay your bills, you gotta do this, you gotta 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 gotta. How we change that energy that it is into like, oh, no big deal. Eh. No big deal. Oh, million dollar taxes, no big deal. Eh, they're going to use it in bombs. Ouch. Oh, I better pray about that one. Okay, Gord, let them take my et cetera, and don't buy bombs and hurt people. So I use, if it hurts me, I know that it hurts somebody else. And, and I use my power of prayer and presence and meditation. And I kind of send it off the great satellite God and let him deal with it. And I get freer and stay happier in my bubble and in turn, really, really healthy. And we literally have to take the dark energy of expectations and judgments and nah, 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 the list. And as healers, uh, shift it by shifting our matrix into a greater white light to calm that noise. And... Um, that's my belief. And I practice my belief like that. Mm. Anna, I love your logic. You are so logical and so wise that you present it. And the, the really cool thing is that you guys are like, we always tend to say this, or I, I tend to say this, like the reason why the three of us function so well is because we interwoke in a really cool way. And um, it's, it's really, it's, it's really beautiful because the two of you brought up something uh, that is also linked to expectations and whether expectations can be something uh, that we can use for benefit or they can be something that will crush us is uh, the belief in magic. And you both just said it. It's really cool. Is Therese, you're talking about an expectation born from intuition. Intuition is just a magical word for that analysis. It's just going into that realm of magic where we don't need to know exactly what it is that's happening because life is magical, right? And, and if we don't need to go from the brain, but we go from the trust, the belief, and this is what you were talking about, Katina, is going from this space of dreaming, believing, trusting that we can uh, achieve certain things, that we will achieve certain things, that we have the support, the, the capacity, and that's the really cool thing because the risk, the only real uh, risk of expectations is uh, disappointment. 
is that when you're expecting something and it doesn't come true, then you get hurt and then you get frustrated and then you just give up, right? But if you allow for surprise, if you don't have that, uh, uh, that idea or that um, belief that you were going to get something and it has to be that way, but if you're open to the flexibility of, as you were saying, Therese, analyzing and intuitively going with the flow, going with it, or if you have this absolute certainty that you can trust and you can change everything and therefore adapt with uh, what's happening, then you're, you've got a magnificent room for surprise. And where there's surprise, there's no disappointment, right? Because you're just realizing of the magical. And yes, I, oh, I thought I was going to get this, but yeah, I thought I was going to get orange juice, but I'm getting lemons. Yes, I'm having lemonade. How exciting is it to have lemonade instead of orange juice? Instead of going like, oh, but I wanted orange juice. Yeah, but lemons are, meh, they're tart and I don't want orange. Like, right? So it's that, that belief that being in the present and in the magic that will say, hey, expectations, fine. I, had, I thought this was going to happen this way, but I'm open to the magic of it being different. Dude, during Christmas, oh, as sisters, we end up creating magic. You, Therese, always come up with these amazing ideas. And the next thing we know, you're writing a letter to the Minister of Health in Armenia, and he gets us the ticket, okay, to come into his country and go to orphanages and various homes. And, and wow. So I was doing, I just, I just, okay. I was doing a puzzle. So I don't do puzzles. I'm not a puzzle maniac. I have a dear friend. She is like a puzzle maniac and her way, she does data analysis, You're right? Cutting off too. Yeah. Okay. So I have a friend who um, does data analysis. And for me, she is one of the most intuitive people. How she does it is very, it looks very Everything is structured, it's ordered, and she needs to know every single bit of the process, right? I don't need to know every single bit of the process, but how she does it is brilliant. And so she does puzzles. And this is years ago. I said, how, how do you do big puzzles, like, quickly? And she says, don't you know the trick to them? We lost you. Is that years oh, ago, you said. Damn it. Okay, years ago, my friend told me, we were talking about puzzles, she does a lot of puzzles, okay? She's a puzzle maniac. And, I, and I'm like, how do you do them? Like, just in conversation. Yeah, you're getting caught up. You're getting uh, caught up. We're losing you. We're hearing that your friend was in that analysis and you don't need to yeah. know how she functions, but you're fascinated by the way she does and that she's into puzzles. You like puzzles, but you're not fully into them. Great. Uh, and then some time ago, you were talking to her and she said... And that's where you started telling us the story and we got caught Quite up on. and we lost the information. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. So, the so I'm curious about this person who has this major analytical mind when you're working on her, because we are chiropractors and we work on this sacred geometry and it has a tone and a density in their feet or in their pelvis or, and so are they, oh, I have just come back. That's Oh, hi, T. Sorry, keep going. Tina okay. was asking 
Katina was asking about these people who are geniuses yeah, who have all this adjusted. like, how do they feel when, when they're on the table? How do you adjust? Um, so the really cool thing, go ahead. No, no, you go. I'll, I'll... I was going to say that the interesting thing for me is that the difference is whether people who are actually like actual geniuses, uh, like people who really have that magic, that difference, uh, there's always an, a, an incredible amount of uh, stored potential energy all through the system. And it mm -hmm. will build up in specific areas, but it's just, it's not always in one point. It's just like the whole system is buzzing. Uh, that's different to people who are very mental, very rational. Those people who are not in the genius um, as spectrum, they're just regular people with a high capacity to analyze or to look at things, then those people I do find that do have a lot of tension in the, in the cranial uh, geometry. That's my experience with the people that I've worked with. Mm. So. Me too, very similar. Well, this is this thing, right? So I want to, I just want to share this puzzle because I just, okay. So she says there's a language to puzzle. And if you're a puzzle maniac, you, I have had backlash when I have shared this puzzle story. So just, you can either tune this bit up or be prepared, but there's, I, I call it the language of puzzles. And essentially depending majority of puzzles only ever have three different shapes. And essentially she said, all you do is, uh, is you put the shapes together, the same shapes together, and you just line them up. Well, what I did was I just lined them up vertically. Now, when I started doing this, it was over Christmas. We were in a farm stay. And my friend says to me, oh, that's cheating. You can't do it that way. No, eh, eh, eh. you're just taking the fun out of it. But I was actually quite persistent because I know my friend and I know that when she does stuff, it's like if you see any of her work, there's, there's a genius that just comes through. So as I'm, as I'm doing it, what I found was I was so, I was more intimate with the puzzle, but it got me in a zone. So once I knew what the structure was, which is just like the geometry, which is a language, I knew what the structure was. Next thing, I was just getting a piece and I would just pick up a piece. I'd be like, oh, that goes there. Oh, that goes there. Oh, that goes there. Within like an afternoon, I had a significant chunk of this 1,000-piece puzzle done. Now, my friend was just coming and going, oh, maybe, he, like, they were getting intrigued. He was like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's okay then. Well, maybe, you know, he was seeing how much fun I was having. And I phoned my friend afterwards and I said, that puzzle, and thank you for letting me know, that was the most amazing gift because there is so much Floyd, there is like, once you have the structure, you flow in that structure and that makes you so present. It makes, there's so much magic that comes through. I'm like, that was one of the most joyful thing I had ever done. And she was just like, wow, I've actually kind of never really saw it that way. But yes, she said it was quite meditative for me. So when it comes to adjusting, which is really interesting because there's two different sides. There's one side is you see the genius when it's coming in and there's this beautifully, you know, there's this genius that's going through. And then when there is a side when, you know, it gets into the head, these headaches come through and you're like, I constantly have headaches. I'm like, that's when you're in your mind. Wow. But it, it, I just, so I just wanted to share the puzzle um, 
I, 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 I just was like, it's actually when you know the structure of something and you just flow with it, the time went like it, it just, I was, I was awake. You know how it's like when you do something, you're present and like, you don't even want to go to sleep. You just want to keep doing it because there's just so much awesomeness coming through. It was just like that. I had to put myself to bed um, because I was going to get up and drive the next day. Um, but I, I could, if you would have left me, I think I would have just finished that puzzle. If time was not the, um, what you call it, a factor. Mm. But that's, that's the thing, right? I mean, if you have an expectation that a puzzle is going to be boring and that you have to do it in a specific way and that if you don't do it in a specific way, then, then, then that puzzle becomes boring because there is that factor of also self-suggestion, right? So you're like, you have an expectation that this is going to be boring, so it's going to be boring, right? But if you don't and if you take things as, wow, my expectation is there is no expectation with this puzzle, I'm just willing to be surprised with the same with an adjustment, right? If you have an expectation of this person is torqued like this, it's torqued like that, and then this is gonna be a hard one or I'm gonna have to go into the ribs or I'm gonna have to go into the cervicals or I'm gonna have to do this, you have that expectation, you're not gonna be having fun and they're not gonna be serving them as much as whereas if their person walks into the door and you're just like, let's see the magic what's happening what how are you going to surprise me today how can i serve you how can we get to see this structure these pieces put them all together and then serve you and that's the the thing and and i think in our profession expectations uh i i have this thing for like flying sevens right it's like you have this expectation somebody walks in through the door and you need to do two cervicals you need to do two thoracics you need to do this this and that occiput blah 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 this you have to do this this is the expectation that you're going to find that right um and then for me i see that whenever there's no expectation whenever i just have no clue what's going to happen that's when the adjustment might be very basic very simple but that's where the person will call you up a couple of days later and or they'll just burst into tears and say this was amazing this was freeing this was beautiful or you're just going to go home and sit with it and be like what happened <laughs> right it's it's funny because it's like we don't we have no expectation of what's going to happen with these chats we don't know if one person's going to listen to it we don't know if thousands and millions are right so we're just like hey this is fun Let's just chat and let's see what happens. Mm. This is wonderful that we're in three continents. I'm in Boston. Anna, you're in Barcelona. And Therese, you're down in Australia. I mm. mean, how magnificent that these three continents and such a dear friendship continuously weaves together. Usually we're on one of these continents doing something together. So <laughs> being together and... <in> <laughs> Doing and something weird together. <laughs> it's also the same thing, right? So we, when, whenever we had the expectation that we were going to go to Armenia in a specific date, it never happened, right? And then when we, whenever we were not expecting it, it was like, let's do this. And we just did it and it just happened. It's so true. So true. As, as for as long as we've had an expectation that we're going every two years, we're doing these, we're going that, and there's that expectation, doesn't happen anymore. If it was a big enough dream, 
the, a big enough seed that was supposed to be nourished and needed nourishment, then we would have grown that tree. Because mm. our expectations, we were going to open a school, you know, we got this down pat, we're teaching the doc, the medical doctors there about all this wonderful way of alternative ways to heal. And we were on fire for those couple of weeks while we're there each year. We also had to step back in our other lives with um, realities. I don't want to call them expectations. So mm. I, I believe that we, when it's supposed to be a tree, a giant tree, we're brought to nourish it. Um, yeah, it's something, something I truly believe Something you said early on, it's our faith and our belief. I believe that something greater is always leading us. And as chiropractors, we, we use the word adio. Everything comes from above, down, inside us, grounds us into the earth, and then it comes out. So that's a lot of source energy that's in us, above, down, inside out. And it gives us a, a, a harmony that gives us sanity. You guys know that, I, I, you must know this, Katina. You know that in Italian, addio means to God. 